I'm Joanna Fortune, psychotherapist and author of the 15-minute parenting series of books. Welcome to my 15-minute parenting podcast, where I take a common parenting struggle and break it down with practical, playful solutions. Let's get going. A recent question that came in from a parent for this podcast, and please do hold in mind that if there is anything you would like me to cover on this 15-minute parenting podcast, you can message me on social media, on Instagram at Joanna Fortune, on Twitter at the Joanna Fortune, and I'll do my best to work it in. But this particular question that came in was about whining, that very famous, well-known behavior that children do, uh, seemingly designed to drive us parents mad. And that was the effect it was having for this parent. They were saying to me, look, I don't know what to do. I feel like I'm nagging and giving out all of the time. But every time I say no or do even a minor modification or say, hey, we got to do this. Can you stop doing that? I met with this whining, whining, and it drives me mad. How do I better respond to this? And I thought it was something well worth talking about here because aside from boredom, fidgeting, I find that whining is a trait in children that is, as I said, designed to drive us parents crazy. It's why I hear so much about it. It's almost a universal trait. Whining is designed to elicit a response because the louder and longer that your child whines, the more difficult we find it not to respond to them. That makes it a very effective form of communication for a child. It is designed to elicit a response and how you respond teaches them whether or not it is effective. So if we constantly react rather than seek that connection, then they're saying, oh, this is a great way to pull your attention to me, to pull your focus to me, and we've got to get to what's behind it. So to prevent them whining, don't wait until your child is already agitated and distressed before you identify what they're feeling. Often there's, it's not that they open with the whining, it's that the whining is after they've said, hey, hey mom, hey dad, hey, or I just want to do this, or can you help me, or can we do? There's usually been an escalation and then it becomes whining. So for example, if you're doing something and your child is calling for your attention, try to acknowledge it as quickly as you can. Hi, I see you're looking for me to play with you now, and when I finish this job, I'm doing I will be straight into you and then deliver on that follow through so if you're doing the dishes or doing something in the kitchen or sweeping the floor or whatever it might be at the time don't then move on to a second task usher while I'm at it now I'll get the ironing out or I'll do some hoovering but go back into them I said when I finished what I was doing that I'd come in because then our children are getting validated I hear that you're looking for me and I actually will come in and connect with you because while you might feel really tempted and I believe me I do get it to shout stop it when your child is persisting in their whining try to remember that it comes from a sense of powerlessness and is a way that children can gain some degree of power over adults just think about that for a minute small children rely on us adults to do pretty much everything for them and whining is one way of taking back some of this power and control and it gets a response. It is effective. 
When your child is whining, it's always good to rule out illness first and foremost, okay? I don't want anyone going, okay, my child is whiny, so it's clearly all of that stuff. Let's make sure that they're not unwell because let's be honest, we all whine a bit when we're unwell. Children are no different. And once you rule out illness, ask yourself if you might have been busier, more distracted, less available to them in recently. And who amongst us hasn't been? There's an awful lot going on at the moment. Has there been a change in their routine that they might be struggling to adjust to, that this might be a reaction to? Have they been getting enough sleep? These factors might explain, not necessarily excuse, I hasten to add, but they might explain the whining. So it's also helpful to stop what you're doing, come down to their eye level, take their hands in yours, and in a calm, steady voice, Say something like, I don't like it when you whine, but I know it's because you want something. Try asking for what you want in this way and give them an example. Model for them what you want to see. Too often in our parenting, we rush to tell our kids what not to do, what they're not supposed to do, how to displease us. But we forget to balance that out with what we would like to see them doing, what would please us. And if we keep telling them what not to do, we're not giving them an alternative. But if we can follow that up with, here's what you could do instead, they're more likely to do that the next time and elicit a more positive response from us. So basically what I'm saying is that you, you need to tell them what you expect from them instead of just focusing on what you don't want to hear. It just helps children to go, oh, I get it. There is another way of, of bringing your focus onto me and it could be nicer than this is currently feeling. So I'm going to give you just a couple of tips um, for dealing with a whining child. This is not by any means an exhaustive list. Please hold that in mind. And you're going to be listening going, no, that won't work with my child. Or mm, that could. Or, oh gosh, you know, that makes me think this might. That's exactly what you should do. But start from a place of you. Recognize your own limits. If you need to walk away for five minutes before you respond, do that. So if you're in a situation and that whining and you can feel it grating on your last nerve and you know you're about to flip your own lid and yell or shout or give out, the only one who needs a time out there is you. Take five minutes, ground yourself, that maybe that you go into another room, that you look out of a window, that you take a few deep breaths, that you maybe stand outside, that you have a couple of sips of that hot cup of tea that's been sitting there untouched for a while and you just get yourself more centered before you respond. So recognize your limits. As best you can, keep your face and tone of voice calm and consistent and as neutral as you possibly can. Come down to your child's eye level and try to get some skin-to-skin -skin contact because that's very regulating, it's very settling because it's a very nurture-based response. That would be something like holding their hands in yours. When you're holding their hands in yours, you might hold them, you know, in a way that they feel that pressure. I don't mean now squeeze their hands really tight. I just mean that you're not holding them loosely, but just enough pressure that they feel their hand held in yours. You may even want to rub little circles on the back of their hand with your thumb, just so you say, hey, I got you. And you're using touch to do that because this, this way you have a much better chance of reaching them, connecting with them and of them feeling heard by you. And that's what this is all about. I want to know that you get that this is hard for me. Spend at least your 15 minutes of day playing with your child, doing something that they like to do that is matched to their developmental stage and very much focusing on giving them your presence, 
presence with a C, not presence with a T, um, because that's going to help to minimize the whining. What I have found over the years of talking about my 15-minute parenting model is that when our children are whining and pulling out of us and seeking to bring our focus to us, it's their way of saying, I don't have enough of you. I need more of you. And when we do that predictable 15 minutes of play every day, your child knows through repeated experience, they can anticipate with certainty that they're definitely going to have that connection with you. They are less likely within 10 consecutive days of doing this, they are less likely to be whining and pulling out of you in the way they typically would because they trust that you're going to come in when you're ready and connect with them at their level. So your 15 minutes of play, play that is focused on them, what interests them, is matched to their developmental stage, is crucial here as well. And hold your boundaries. Boundaries and limit setting are crucial when it comes to behaviours like whining. So you want to hold your boundaries regardless of what else is going on or what they're doing. Just try to stay focused and centred. You might say something like, well, thank you for asking me so nicely to play with you. It makes me so happy to hear you use your good manners. But now it's time for bed and we're going to play some more tomorrow. So even when they're whining, going, I don't want to go to bed. I want to play some more. Let's do this. Let's just do one more jigsaw or there you can hear that beginning here's the demand I'm saying no that demand is about to escalate into a whine you stay very grounded and centered you hold your boundary and you say I'm really happy when you want to play with me I love when you ask me to play but right now it's bedtime so again I'm validating yes it's lovely to play I'm so happy that you've asked me I'm not getting pulled into the whine space where I end up scolding and giving out, which is so not ideal. Well, it's not ideal at any time, but it's definitely not ideal, you know, just before bed when you don't want everybody parting on a moment of tension because it's going to make settling into bed so much harder, um, which again is just so counterintuitive for what we want to achieve. So hold that in mind. I'm going back to the beginning now, that parent who wrote me and, you know, described how there was a key point of the day for her that her child was whining. And it typically, was when they were coming back together after prolonged separation during the day. So it was when this parent had been out at work and the child had been at school and then after school and they were just coming home together. And this parent felt, I have barely got a foot in the door and I can feel it. Mommy, mommy this and mommy, mommy that and well, he did or she did. And, we're, and it was just driving her crazy. But it started from a place of saying, OK, you're coming in tired, drained, maybe frazzled after traffic. You're focused on, I have to get a dinner on the table and then get everyone into bed. You're already running on a low ebb. So actually your resources are what is low. One of the things that we did and what I suggested and they follow through on and it actually has worked really well is that the minute that you come back together, Okay, coming back in that door, the minute you do that, before you get pulled into any of the drama or the whining going on, I suggested they dance the moodies away. Okay, just to short circuit the whine. And what that meant was just hit play on whatever is on your, you know, your Alexa, your Spotify list, whatever you're using. And it doesn't matter what kind of a song it is. It could be Disney. It could be pop music. It could be rock music. It doesn't matter. Whatever comes on for the duration of that song, everybody drops what they're doing. Drop your coat, drop your bag. Everybody drops whatever toys or props they're holding. And for the duration of the song, that three, three and a half minutes, just dance flapping arms, stamping legs, twirling, eyes open, eyes closed, swaying, rocking, all of that rhythm and synchrony just serving its purpose to regulate the part of the brain associated 
with emotional regulation so that instead of coming in into a hotbed of tension, you're taking that three minute window to co-regulate with everyone in the house. And after that, you go, that was great fun. Everybody to the table for our tea and then we'll get to do some play. And it's a way of just short circuiting the tension moment that could descend into a whine that could then escalate into you being mean parent, giving out or whatever it is nobody chooses to do. So that's one example of doing it. But keeping the touch in there, keeping the connection, validating the demand, but holding your boundaries and always taking the opportunity to be playful in how you respond is the best way to parent through whining. Thank you for listening. I'd love if you could leave a positive review, share this with a friend or a few friends, or even subscribe to the podcast. It really helps others to find it and helps with visibility online. You can also follow me on Instagram at Joanna Fortune or on Twitter at the Joanna Fortune. No E at the end of that. Tune in next time for more 15-Minute Parenting.